Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And it's a new year, everybody. Hooray! Hooray, Maybe. hooray, hooray. And um, we are going to start off the new year with a doozy. Um, this, <clears throat> it is. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, so much so that it's a little bit of a longer one. Um, but that's okay, because it's all worth it. Are you ready for this? Do it. Oh, I'm ready. All right. This fan theory is called Bruno Madrigal from Encanto was once Moon Knight. And this is taking me back to our very first episode. You're I talking know. about Bruno then, yeah. too. We did. And uh, this is by user Reddit user Cairo Wolf. Um, so they say, I rewatched Encanto last night when I noticed something anew and came up with a theory. Bruno Madrigal was once Conchu's avatar. In the movie, <laughs> in the movie, we see Bruno Madrigal also having two other personalities that we know of. Now, I didn't remember this, guys, and I had to look this up. It's a very small scene when she, when he first meets um, whatever her name is, um, Rosa. No, not at Rosa. Um, Mirabel, Mirabel, yeah. And he's like, he puts a hood on, and he says that he is. Um, Hernando, and then he puts a bucket on his head, then he says he's mm -hmm. Jorge. I forgot about that. But anyway. <laughs> so we see Bruno Magical also having two other personalities. This could be in response to dealing with the trauma of having the burdens of being the town's future site. Or perhaps, mm -hmm. is it to cope with issues tied to Abuela Alma, just as with Mark and his mother? Behind oh. the scenes, did Abuela blame Bruno for everything going wrong and push him away? No one is safe or excluded from her outrages. Abuela cannot be bothered with less than perfect. Bruno's two other personas are Hernando and Jorge. Hernando always wears a hood and is scared of nothing. Jorge makes the spackle and may be found wearing a bucket on his head. The extra protection comforts him. So let me write it like this. Bruno is Mark Spector. Jorge <laughs> is Stephen Grant. And Hernando is Jake Lockley. He's scared of nothing. <laughs> Maybe Conchu had a say in Bruno receiving future sight as a gift. The ability to see into future nights would probably be on Conchu's priority list. It seems incredibly convenient to know more or less when or if the Encanto would be compromised. After Abuela Pedro's untimely death the end of the, in the dead of night, Conchu knew he had to choose an avatar. As revealed in episode 3 of Moon Knight, Conchu remembers every night. Conchu especially remembers the night Pedro was murdered so helplessly. There was no way he would let this go unpunished. But who? None other than Abuelo's own son, the amazing Bruno Madrigal. We also know that Bruno seemingly only goes out at night ever since he went into hiding. It's the perfect excuse to continue protecting the night. He does this to collect food from the casino and protect the travelers of the night. Do we ever hear about crime around or within the Encanto? You're welcome. Mm -hmm. In the daytime, criminals would have to deal with the Madrigals, but by night, the wrath of Moon Knight be upon them. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what Camillo said in the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno? When he calls your name, it all fades to black. He feasts on your screams. I think Kanshu has been around enough to know his enemies' names. Clearly, either some stories have made their way around, or Camillo is just being Camillo. Maybe Hernando eventually and mercilessly wiped out all the conquerors. If so, I do not think Hernando ever let Bruno know about this. 
Bruno just knows they are not there anymore, for whatever reason. In his return from his nighttime duties, Hernando Bruno might leave out a few donkeys and tilt a few buildings for Luisa so she can keep up her tough girl purpose and feel useful. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he relocates Isabella's flowers so she can grow more and feel perfect for Abuela's sake. Honestly, where do they all go? This is not too far-fetched because Mark Jake went out of their way to replace Stephen's goldfish, although he was not happy about it. On the same note, Bruno also apparently has connections to finding a horse on the spot. A horse in a town of only donkeys that we have seen. <laughs> Riding horses is something a knight would do. Oh, Wait a man, minute. Wow. And not only that, but it is an unsaddled horse that would actually let Bruno ride instead of bucking him off. To my understanding, that takes quite a bit of training and time spent with said horse. Uh, by the end of the movie, Bruno finally embraces the chaos and happily switches between identities as he pleases, because the Encanto is whole again. Kanji must have told Bruno to break the vision about Mirabelle to protect the Encanto. By not having the Encanto fall apart, which we see crumble towards the end of the movie anyway, this helps Hernando Bruno protect the Travelers of the Night even more. Mirabelle even admits that Bruno must have broken the vision to protect her. It was the perfect scapegoat. As for Jorge's role, we know he was mainly helping to patch the rifts in Casita, albeit was neither enough nor fully effective due to the real rift being in La Familia Madrigal. Nevertheless, Jorge could not emotionally stand to see Casita fall apart, so he made the speckle for Hernando. Beyond that remains a mystery. As time goes on, it becomes clear in the Encanto that something just isn't right about Bruno. Poor guy can't catch a break. But what is not right exactly? Anytime his name is mentioned, something happens, and we don't really know why. Well, some of it is self-fulfilling. It is inevitable. No matter, deep down the people of the Encanto know their community is safe. And this is why we don't talk about Bruno. For the greater good of the Encanto. The end. Wow. Good grief. So, <laughs> wow. um, that's the theory. Now, I will go ahead and just say now that um, there were no comments uh, on this theory. Oh, other than wow. Only other to say, like, this is the kind of theory that I come to fan theory subreddit for. Or, um, you know, well done, you know, some lots of compliments, but nothing that's, like, either supportive or detractive to the... To the um, <laughs> Theory. So it's up to us to do all of so, that work. So that means one of two things. Either this theory is just so solid airtight that it didn't warrant any comments to try and uh, change it or disprove it. Or it's so dumb that nobody felt that it was worth even commenting on. I guess we'll be the judges of that, won't we? Yes. That's what we're here to do. Alright, so um, this is a lot of fun. And... I am going it's a to... lot of thought. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, connections the made, OP that kind of thing. did a lot of thinking on this one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to uh, go ahead and assume that this is based off solely uh, the Moon Knight TV show. Obviously, the TV show is based off of the comics, but, um, you know, long-time Marvel fans will know, or even short-time Marvel fans who know their stuff we'll know that they took a few liberties in the show itself. Um, but they specifically referenced the show, so we know that they're making connections. Although they do talk quite a bit about Jake in this theory as well, and we only see mm -hmm. Jake at the very end of the mm -hmm. series. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just right off the bat, guys, what are your gut reactions? Uh, this is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to take the uh, whole horse thing out. You, that's not a, that's not, that's circumstantial. Um, yeah. I think the, all of it is. The horse, uh, is something a knight would ride and that he can ride it bareback without it bucking him off that there are a lot of people who can ride a horse bareback without it bucking them off and you don't have to have been training it for forever i mean somebody had to have trained it doesn't mean that bruno had to have done it yeah but can i let me <laughs> ask you this since you have experience professional experience with horses laura if there is a horse that has been trained to be ridden bareback will uh it do that for Anybody like can I or all random yes. jump on anybody that somebody who knows how to ride a horse? Yes. Okay, so we have to assume that Bruno knows well, how to ride a horse. Well, and anybody that any horse that's broken, period, they'll do it for somebody. Even if you aren't a good rider and you fall off, that's not necessarily always going to be the horse's fault. That's probably yours because you don't know how to keep your seat. But um, I mean, I rode bareback for the first time a couple of years ago. I didn't train that horse, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and but I stayed on. <laughs> where did the horse come from? Because all we saw were donkeys up to that point. It came from its mommy. <laughs> oh, okay. When a mommy horse and a daddy horse <laughs> love each other, <laughs> that now that whole thing, as far as horses not being as prevalent around town as donkeys. Honestly, the only time we see donkeys is just with Louisa. So how are we not to say yeah, that it's there's... just that Louisa has an affinity for donkeys? Yeah, there's really not enough evidence to back that up either way. You look at it. So does Moon Knight ever ride Laura. a horse? I'm sure in the comics. Um, I'm sure in the comics at some point. I see. Okay. I don't, so I don't we'll, think we'll he just... did in the show, though. We'll toss that aside. It doesn't really matter one way or the other. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's inconsequential. Okay. Why? Why right, would Kanchu care about uh, about the Encanto? Why would Kanchu care? Or Casita? I don't know. Casita. That's the part. Well, the perhaps, thing is, we, uh, well, go ahead, Michael. I was just gonna say, perhaps um, there's some sort of connection to the powers that they have there mm -hmm. with the uh, Egyptian gods that uh, Khonshu is a part of. Which is weird. Uh, you would think be... that they would be more connected to like Maya or Inca in, in yeah. Latin America. <laughs> it could it could be if uh, if you were to subscribe to the idea that uh, in um, this universe there are the different groups of gods like the greek gods the the egyptian gods uh, the mayan gods and so forth that they are not necessarily together but they are aware of each other um, it's kind of like in uh, thor love and thunder how <laughs> they all have their own things mm -hmm. but they know that each other exists mm -hmm. so maybe one of the uh maybe the god that was in charge of or that granted these magical powers uh to the Encanto, um i don't know maybe Kanchu owed them a favor or something mm -hmm. and Kanchu stepped in to help out 
I don't, yeah, I don't know if he has to have any stake, you know, or any has to care about the Encanto or Casita, because, like, at least in the show, um, Mark, or not Mark, uh, which one? Which is that's not Steven? No, it is Mark. Mark Spector, just kind of like happens to be almost dead, and oops, look there, there's a, there's a, Kanchu looking for his next avatar. It just kind of yeah. like happenstance, right? So, I don't know enough of the lore or the you know the, um, canon to know what the requirements are. And honestly, it doesn't sound like we get a whole lot of it. That the main um, avatar for Kanshu is has always been this um, Mark Spector trio. Of course, we learned in the show that um, whatever the Ethan Hawke's character had been at once. Mm. But I I don't know if what the rules are for someone becoming the Moon Knight. You know, I think it's just Kanshu chooses someone that he feels like he can kind of mold into okay. what he wants the Moon Knight to be. Mold is um, code for manipulate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a, a better way of putting it, but yeah, it, it when you break it down, it is manipulation. <laughs> he looks for someone who is... Desperate. Basically, yeah, desperate in some way or another, whether it's they're on the verge of death or some other life circumstance has caused some sort of desperation where they have no way out unless they accept his offer. Mm -hmm. He looks for easy targets, essentially. Mm -hmm. Do you, let's ask this question. Do y'all think that Bruno has this multiple personality thing going on? I think it's a uh, viable thought. I think uh, I think it's definitely yeah. a trauma response to uh yeah to and also a coping mechanism for his loneliness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. Cuz he's an act he says he could have been an actor. Mm -hmm. Because of how well he swapped between his yeah. personas. Mm -hmm. Um so Bruno only goes out at night, coincidence maybe. Um I want to know about that part. Do we know he goes out? I don't remember that part of the movie. I don't remember hearing... Well, he has to go out to get food. Does he? He just has to go... Where else? The kitchen of How the house? How else is going to get food? Yeah, because his, his little space is in the... Remember, in he the, like, eats... the inner walls of the house, and so he has his little uh, doors in the walls that he opens up and grabs food from the kitchen. So I didn't. If I remember correctly. So I don't. I didn't think he I mean, had to go out it. anywhere. I thought he just would like grab the stuff that rolled, you know, that fell off the table and rolled toward the wall or something. Or oh, he'd be relying on chance quite a bit if that's how he got his food. With that many people in that house, no one is paying attention. Yes. And they yeah. rely on their house to clean for them because it's magical. Hmm. Do you think the house fed him? Heck yes, it protected him. That's what the house was meant to do, was to protect did... the members of that family. I bet Casita knew Where... that he was in there the whole time. Where did he get yeah. this stuff for the spackle? Casita? Magic. Magic. Where did he get the horse? Magic. Uh, how do you know how to ride a horse? 
I think everybody in that culture probably knew how to ride a horse. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm just asking the tough questions that no one else wants to ask. <laughs> the things that people need to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, last question that I want to ask, and uh, just your opinions. So one of the things that I mentioned is maybe Khonshu had a say in Bruno receiving future sight as a gift. Do you think that it's one way or the other? Let's just let's just let's just assume that this is correct. Let's just say that Bruno was once Moon Knight. Would it have been that Khonshu had a say in what he received, or would it be that Khonshu chose Bruno because of his gift? I I personally would think it would be the latter. I agree because we already know that everybody receives their gifts because of the Madrigal family uh, mm -hmm. thing yeah. and that he would have gotten his gift when he was quite young. And I don't think that uh, Khonshu would have chosen an avatar that young bef that would have preceded him receiving the gift. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you both as well. Thank you. All right. Um, I think uh, we're about ready uh, to give some final determinations. You guys have anything else? No, I think anything else that I have to say would have to tie into my rating. Yeah. Same for you, Laura? I, I guess so, yeah. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and go and take a quick message break, but when we come back, we will give our official theory ratings. And we're back. I took the break to go uh, listen to We Don't Talk About Bruno. And it's still just, uh, you know, it gets me every time. Liar. Um, that um, <laughs> they are talking about Bruno mm -hmm. and the whole song. Mm -hmm. They're singing about him, I guess, but they're still talking about him. All right. Um, so it's time to rate this theory. And, you know, we have a really cool official scale that is fully functional and used by the Academy uh, to uh, officially rate rate uh, theories. And we created and it. it. Was, no, mm -hmm. Michael did. Oh. Yes, he did. Well, with a little... With a little uh, you, guys, you guys provided some input. Input from us. Well, I came up with uh, the name anyway. of the podcast, so I win. <laughs> <laughs> you do win. Uh, Michael, would you, since you... Uh, uh, since this was your baby, would you like to give birth as we record once again to it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Okay, uh, now that things are weird and awkward, who wants to go first? I'll go. Laura goes. This theory is preposterous. Uh, <laughs> OP. Wow. I mean, there are theories that... Okay, well, never mind. I'm not going to slam on you for that. It's because I do like some of those theories that where people just take two things that seem totally unrelated and find connective tissue and 
are very creative with it. And I appreciate those things. But this is one that I think, mm, this is a bridge too far. Uh, really stretching it way too thin. And it just doesn't hold up under scrutiny. Uh, it's it's not anything that somebody can walk away going, huh, I guess so. It's too easy to poke holes in this. So that's why I give it a preposterous. Okay, okay. Uh, all great points. Michael, what about you? Um, so I have to give this one genius. <laughs> I, knew it. I knew you were going to. I... Like I, I will agree and, and fully admit that there are some inconsistencies um, and things that don't necessarily match up uh, with some of the evidence that's provided. But the overall just idea of it, mm -hmm. I feel like if someone were to dive a little deeper and do a little bit more research, there would be some very plausible ways of, of putting that together. And for me, I just love the idea of this. Uh, I I want this to be the new canon. Um, I I love Moon Knight, so <laughs> I just think this would this would make me enjoy the Encanto movie so much more, knowing mm. that he's Moon Knight. So Michael, you said some interesting things, um, mm -hmm. I, but it made me realize that um, you know this whole theory um, you could say doesn't really have any proof going for it. But it also right. doesn't have any like strong things um, saying that it's not possible, like that it just can't be true. Yeah. Right? There's no right. like Lynn Manuel Miranda did not write a song that said, I am Bruno and I was never Moon Knight. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we don't know that. And we don't know in the comics history, we don't know what year this movie was set in. We don't know yeah. in the comics history, you know, um, who, who all has held the mantle of Moon Knight. We know that Khonshu's been around for a long time. Um, however, the the thing, my sticking point is that, and Laura brought this up about you know Khonshu choosing him as a as a child. That's not going to happen. Um, and part of this theory is the person saying that it's it's Abuelo Pedro's death that um, kind of helped, you know, push gear Khonshu towards uh, Bruno. But, you know, that was when he was very, a baby. I don't even, oh, no, she was, she was a baby. She oh, were they born yet? She had a baby, at least one. I well, don't know. They're, they're I, triplets, the oldest, right? They're triplets. Oh, OK. Yes, they were born when he died. OK, but they were because she was carrying them, I believe, she had them. whenever they were mm -hmm. whenever they were traveling. Yes. So, I mean, he just chooses him and then waits around for the the uh, age of accountability for moon knight um well yeah i mean Kanshu uh, an egyptian god like he's immortal he time is irrelevant to him so but waiting it, a handful of years for bruno to mature is like a speck in time for Kanshu. but all of those people who went unprotected waiting for a new moon knight to mature that seems a little irresponsible of Kanshu. Well, maybe Kanchu had a different Moon Knight at the time, and he just like put a put a note, uh, like a sticky note, on his little board that hey, Bruno's going to be the next one whenever oh. he's old enough. I got it. I got it. I I solved it, everybody. <laughs> one night, Bruno uh, climbed up on the roof, oh, no. and he saw Moon Knight there. He said, and he was scared, so <laughs> hey, he pushed you. him off. 
Moon Knight fell and died. <laughs> the Moon Knight claws. He became the new Moon Knight. Yep. Okay. Oh, so anyway, my my yeah. rating is going to be unlikely. Uh, not quite preposterous because I do do give them the credit for all the work they put into it, and mm-hmm. and I think that there are some things, uh, for the most part, that make it you could make it work, but uh, just that one thing. And you, know, Michael, you tried to work around that. So because you could maybe possibly make it work, I'll say it's just unlikely. Okay, that's fair. Yay! I like being fair. <laughs> um, and since I declared how much I like being fair, that means it's almost time to bring this episode to a close but before we do guys i have something interesting oh you do that, um, i've been just i've just been dying to tell you i've i saw it so many weeks ago i hope you don't get close to dying recorded. waiting to tell us and then become Conchi's new avatar you would love that <laughs> wouldn't you <laughs> maybe i would be jealous um <laughs> now this is slightly delayed as far as relevancy goes um just because you know we've taken a break but it is about a christmas movie um, okay. This is pointed out to me, and I this is interesting, and, and I love these little things. From Reddit user Cheesy Tater, hmm. uh, he pointed out that, um, you know, we still watch It's a Wonderful Life, even though it's, you know, almost, I mean, it's getting close to 100 years old almost, in 20 years maybe or so. I don't know. I don't know how old it is. But um, we still watch it, and it still holds up, and, and he points out that the reason why It's a Wonderful Life holds up so well is that George's line you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Has somehow not aged even slightly. <laughs> it's so sad that it's true. Uh, it's, it's really sad that it's true, and so many people can still identify at least with that aspect. Dang. Yeah. yeah. $5,000, man. That's tragic. That's a lot. <laughs> tragic. Cool. Well, hasn't this been a real riveting episode? Did you like my George Bailey impression? (laughs) Wait, do a different, uh, do a different line. Uh, that's a wheelchair. (laughs) Oh, Clarence, you got your bells. (laughs) Or I mean your wings or whatever it's called. (laughs) You you switched to a different movie (laughs) for a minute. (laughs) Okay. I was just wondering where Spencer went. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, how does Bowser keep coming back every time Mario knocks him into lava? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Jeez. Jeez.